0: Come on, let's give Jesus some praise in here today. Can we lift up the name of Jesus? Are you expecting him to do something today? Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Come on, sit down before I cry. Woo! Are you feeling good today? Amen. Every day, come on. Hey, well, honestly, I was so overwhelmed when I walked in the building today. I was just bombarded with people um, and hugs. I think I've got enough hugs for the year. I'm just telling you, they don't hug very much in Germany. I got enough to last me until I'm back again. So I appreciate that. And I plan to get some more after service today. Hey, listen, it's such an honor to be with you, to be in this house to see what God is doing. Megan and I and the kids, we watch from a distance. I was watching Church Online last week. I was sitting in my backyard as Germans walked by after their coffee and cake, and I was sitting there on my iPad watching you guys, and it's such a cool thing to see what God is doing. Isn't it amazing to see what God is doing? Through Summit, Pastor JP and Melissa. JP, those Subway sandwiches changed my life forever. In Germany, they have three fast food restaurants. They have KFC, sorry, four, KFC, McDonald's, Burger King, and Subway. (laughs) Come on. So on Sundays, if my wife is willing, we'll go eat Subway sandwiches. And I still feel the anointing on the spicy Italian sub. (laughs) Amen. Come on. Well, today I... I have a word that I feel God laid on my heart. When we booked the plane tickets months ago, I felt God place a word on my heart for you. And this is a word that, I, this is not a re-preach. This is something that I haven't shared yet with anybody. So just bear with me because I feel like it's for you. I, I mean, I've been holding this thing for so long that I was pacing around the house today. I was meant to be here at 845 and I'm like, let me out of the house. I'm just ready to come. So are you ready today? Listen. It might be your first time here and we're so grateful that you're here and you're wondering why is this guy so excited? I'm just excited for what God is doing and what God is going to do. We see throughout scripture when people come with expectation, things happen. When when a woman runs up and pushes through a crowd and grabs the hem of Jesus' garment because she was expecting something, something happens. Amen. So I'm coming with expectation this morning because I believe God is going to do what only he can do. So I'm excited for that. I was, okay, before I share, before I share this word with you that I, that's really been stirring in my heart for a few years, I was in, we were in prayer this morning and I just felt I love what what God is doing with the building and I love what God is doing with you, but this story in scripture just came on my heart. The story of the widow's offering uh, or the widow's oil with Elisha and she had no money and Elisha says, hey, what do you have in your house? what do you have in your house? And she says, I just have this little jar of oil. And then he says, go and collect jars from your neighbor. And she goes and begins to collect jars from her neighbor. And they began to pour oil in the jar and the oil continued to flow and the oil continued to flow from this small jar of oil into seven jars of oil, just continued to flow until there were no more jars. And I just felt like God was saying to Summit Church today, is you've got something in your house that?" that God wants to fill. You've got something. Hey, listen, we got a cool LED wall. We've got an amazing building. We've got golf carts. But what can God fill? And I'm telling you that as soon as you collect the jars, as soon as you put your talents and giftings to work, he's going to fill it with the anointing of God. So I don't know. I don't know. um, You guys go to the gas stations, get the big gulps, you know? You don't have these in Germany. They don't have free refills in Germany. Pray for me. (laughs) You know, when you, you you got those, you got those people that get the big cups, you know, and they start drinking them and uh, they get to the bottom and they're the people like, I'm going to get every ounce that I paid for this thing. You know, they're the penny pinchers, right? How many of you know that's like your pet peeve, you know, your your spouse does that and you're gonna have to have marriage counseling, it's bringing back wounds. I felt like what God was saying today was, maybe some of our lives feel this way. Maybe we feel dry, maybe we feel empty, maybe we feel overwhelmed. Anybody been overwhelmed in the last season? Anybody been bombarded with somebody else's opinion in the last season? Anybody anybody tired tired of going through the motions and the emotional roller coasters that we see in our world today? Maybe somebody walked in, maybe you've been sitting in the church seat for your entire life but you just don't have the same connection that you used to, you feel dry? I felt today, what God wanted to do was speak to us, those who were maybe feeling drained. You one time had a sense of purpose on your life. Maybe you've lost hope. Maybe you feel like there is no light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe you've gone through something recently and you feel like that was the last straw I don't, know. I don't know if I can get up. I, I, I don't know if I can go any further. I, I, I don't know if I can continue in that relationship. This was it for me. Maybe for some of you it's not, it's not such a, a big tragedy that's taken place in your life, but maybe it's just over time you've just gotten dry. Maybe some of you who've had a relationship with God for a long time, it seems like I, I, I'm not sure I'm hearing his voice like I used to. Oh, I used to fill journals and I used to underline and I just don't feel it the same way I used to feel it. I feel like what God wanted to say to us today is dig a well. Tell somebody dig a well. Well. I believe when we dig a well, we're digging into and tapping into something called living water. Not a big gulp from Tom Thumb. He's got a refreshing for you in this season. No matter what you've been through, there's a well to be dug to tap into where you get your passion back. Oh, I've tried before. I keep trying and trying. It seems, like, it seems like every time I try to do what God's called me to do, I keep bumping up against a trial. God is going to give you your passion back. God's going to give you your strength back. You're going to find hope and joy again. Man, when we, I felt a little bit empty when we were going through the middle of a pandemic in Germany. It's a lot different there than it was here. We were in moments of pure lockdown when going out of your house was frowned upon. Everything was closed except for pharmacies and grocery stores. It was moments that were depressing I was stuck in my bedroom with three kids trying to do ministry. We had moments of, man, can't even meet people for coffee. Man, I was feeling weary. I was feeling dry. Oh, but God said, dig a well. I would just go on walks every day, three times a day. People were wondering, "Why is this where's this guy going?" And I'm just spending time with the Lord. I'm digging a well. God, I don't know if I can go. I don't know why we're here. What are we doing here? And I was just digging a well. And as I dug a well, God would bring a refreshing that I wasn't expecting. God would bring some kind of joy and some kind of passion back. And we've seen so many amazing things take place. Just a few months ago, we baptized three people in the back parking lot of the movie theater that we rent, rented in a whirlpool, somebody. Baptized them in a whirlpool. We've seen outreach to military bases there in the location. We've seen 10 people saved at an outreach at a U.S. Army military base when our church said, you know what? We're going to go. We're going to dig a well. We're going to keep pushing no matter what is in front of us and no matter what valley we find ourselves in. We've seen we had two people drive a truck to the Polish border a few weeks ago to deliver supplies to the Ukrainians there and the refugees. We've, We've got family members in our church housing Ukrainian refugees. Why? Because we said we're going to dig a well. We're not going to hunker down in a valley, but we're going to dig a well. Somebody say, dig a well. Genesis chapter 26. Let's go there. Are you ready? Genesis chapter 26. (laughs) Say it one more time so I know you're there with me. Dig 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 a well. Dig a well. Verse 1 says, Now there was a famine in the land. Besides the previous famine in Abraham's time, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Watch this, stay in this land for a little while. And I will be with you and I will bless you. For you and your descendants, I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore To your father, Abraham, God says, stay in this land. Stay in the land that's in the middle of a famine. Stay here. How many of us want to abort what God is trying to do in our life as soon as it gets tough? As soon as we feel dry in our purpose and calling, we say, oh, maybe we need to go do something else. Maybe we need to do what they're doing because it seems like their life is blessed. I'm going to quit what God has called me to do. I'm actually not even sure if, I'm, if this is what he called me to do in the first place. I'm so confused and I'm going to leave this land and I'm going to another land. But God says, stay in the land. Stay in the land. Stay in the land because, because listen to me, God will make those who are faithful in the land fruitful in a famine God will make you when you're faithful to stay planted in a place even if it's going through trial even if you're experiencing resistance he will make you fruitful somebody needs to get planted today somebody needs to stay with it today Somebody needs to say, I'm not going to give up on my marriage today. I'm not going to give up lifting my eyes to the hills because my help comes from the Lord. I'm going to set my gaze afresh on his purpose for my life. There was a famine in the land. Stay in this land for a while. I will be with you. Verse 4, it says... I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and will give them all these lands. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him, keeping my commandments and my decrees and my instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. Isaac stayed in Gerar. I wanna skip down to verse 12 just for a moment and continue on. Isaac planted crops in that land, the same year reaped a hundredfold. The same year he reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. Listen, his skill didn't bless him. His talents and abilities didn't bless him. His own strength, his own willpower didn't bless him. It was the Lord that blessed him. The Lord blessed him. The man became rich and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. Haters gonna hate. So all the wells, come on, somebody say wells. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped up, filling them with earth. Filling them with earth. Can I just tell you just for a moment and take a pause? Because oftentimes the resistance that you're facing is the enemy trying to frustrate your fruitfulness. You see, the enemy, will, the enemy knows that you have fruitful potential. The enemy knows that the hand of God is on your life. And if I could just frustrate the fruitfulness, if I could just put some dirt in the wells of living water, then maybe they would give up on what they're called to do. Maybe they would go into such a deep depression that all they can do is think about the negative and focus on the negative. And if I could just get rid of this person, if I could just throw some dirt on it. They stopped up the wells because Isaac was fruitful in that land. Let me make sure I don't get any sand on this beautiful platform. We have to get a Dyson up here. You see, I was wondering, I was wondering, I asked the question as I was studying the message, I said, why, why, the dirt, what is the dirt, what is the dirt? And then God took me back to Genesis 2:7. can I read it to you? Genesis 2:7. it says, then the Lord formed a man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. He wasn't living until the breath of life came into his lungs. He wasn't living until gee, until God breathed life into him. You see, what the dirt represents is, is our carnal nature. It represents, listen to me, it represents the cares of the world and the philistines the philistines began to fill up the wells of living water with the cares of the world i wonder if your well has been stopped up with the cares of what everyone else is doing. I wonder if your wells have been stopped up by your own lustful desires, your own desires to experience comfort, your own desires to experience something else besides where you've been, your own desires based on what the media says to you. The enemy would love to use the dirt to stop up the wells. The Philistines knew that if I, could just, if I could just stop up the wells, if I could just close up the water, the very thing that brings life, then they would be discouraged. Then maybe they'll give up. Then maybe they won't be so fruitful. Then maybe they can't water the crops. The enemy wants to take the dirt, your fears, your depression, your anxiety, and he wants to stop up the fruitfulness in your life. But it was God who breathed life. The water, the water is living. The water is life. The water is the very sustenance that you've been looking for but you decided in, instead to go over here and to look over here and to try to self-medicate and to try to numb yourself by just shutting off the noise and ignoring the situation and instead you're, getting, you're continuing to live dry and continuing to live dehydrated. But the water is life. This is why... This is why when Jesus met the woman at the well who had already been with six other men, says, I got something that you need. If you would have asked me, I would have given you living water. You're coming for something temporary, but I've got something eternal. I think maybe sometimes this is because, this is why when we don't, live according to the spirit when we when we are constantly trying to fill ourselves with something else besides the living water this is why we can feel happy and joyful when we buy something on Amazon and it comes to our doorstep and we feel oh man Amazon prime And then just a few days later, you start looking on Amazon again thinking, oh, man, I got to buy something else. This is why the woman at the well had to go through six relationships before she met the seventh named Jesus. because, Because when we continue to try to fill ourselves with anything but living water, we feel like dirt. You know... I spent a lot of my early life living it up on Saturday night and feeling like dirt Sunday morning because I was filling it with something temporary. He didn't mean for the dirt to cover it up. He didn't mean for you to cover up with your carnal desires, the spirit of God living inside of you. He meant for you to contain it. He meant for you to carry it. He didn't mean for the dirt that makes the well to cover up the sustenance and the thing that was needed. He meant for it to carry the water. We need to be carriers of the spirit. Romans eight eleven and if the spirit of him come on somebody raised Jesus from the dead is living in you oh listen this isn't Casper the friendly ghost what run wandering around he lives in you he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. You see, you thought it was just dirt. This is a word for somebody today. Maybe you're watching online and you felt like you're dirt. You felt like you're not valuable. You felt like you don't have anything to offer the world except to be walked on by everybody else. I want you to know you were made to carry the Spirit of God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Pick yourself up and dig a well. Verse 18, Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham had died, and he gave them the same names as his father gave them. I've been talking to a lot of of young people today some of you guys were in my youth group. And a lot have been graduated or about to graduate and you're moving on with your life. I love, I love that digging wells is generational. I, I, I love that Isaac didn't go say, oh, I'm going to do something new because the way they did it, that's not cool anymore. That doesn't work anymore. That's not relevant anymore. I don't, and Isaac said, no, I'm going to dig the same wells that my father dug. I'm gonna sing the same songs that my grandparents used to sing. I'm gonna dig a well. I'm gonna gonna lean upon a well that's been dug. Listen to me, generation who's gone before. Some of you've got a well inside of you that you need to unclog and pour into another generation. And young people, hear me, you've got to find an old well. Come on, turn to somebody next to you, say, hey, old well. No, 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 no. Woo. Then we're going to have to break up fights out in the parking lot. I know, I know. But you've got to say, listen, I'm going to lean upon somebody who's gone before me. People have prayed for you that you didn't know prayed for you. People have pioneered and gone before you that you didn't know went before you. Dig a well, dig a well. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. Verse 20, but the herders of Gerar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, the water is ours. So he named the well Essek because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well. Somebody say, keep digging. Oh, I feel the spirit of Shia LaBeouf. Come on, somebody say, dig. 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 What's that song? Dig, dig. Woo. You ever seen the movie Holes? (laughs) Dig. Don't stop digging. Just keep digging. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also, So he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth saying, now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. From there, he went up to Beersheba. That night, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not be afraid for I am with you, I will bless you, and I will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant, Abraham. Verse 25, I'm landing here. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent and there his servants dug a well. We have to be well diggers. We have to be well diggers. For those of you who wanted some points, here they go. Isaac built an altar there. An altar speaks of sacrifice. An altar speaks of surrender. If you're going to dig a well, you need to dig on your knees and surrender. Digging requires surrender. Digging requires Repentance, digging requires turning from what you've been trying for so long to try something fresh. Digging requires, it's I'm done trying it in my own strength and I'm going to dig on my knees in surrender. And I'm not going to rely on my own power and what everybody else says but I'm going to come to a place at the end of myself on my knees to say, I can't do it anymore. I need you, Jesus. If you want to dig a well, you got to surrender. You've got to get rid of the pride that tries to keep you standing tall and you're it on a stick and you can make your way out of it. It It's going to require you to surrender, to hit your knees, It requires surrender. He built an altar there. Maybe somebody listening, maybe you're in the room, maybe you're online today. The first step to digging a well is surrendering to Jesus as Lord of your life. Listen to me, I remember one of the darkest, most depressing times of my life. I knelt down next to a mattress in a double-wide trailer where I was living with three three roommates and my girlfriend had broken up with me who I thought I was going to marry. My dog just died and I remember sitting there, hitting my knees, not knowing what to pray, saying, God, I don't know what to do. And God spoke to me and said, you've put everything else before me. And I said, I don't know what it it means, but I'm giving my life to you today. You are mine. I surrender. I've tried it in my own way. And then I remembered a Subway sandwich. And I went to church. I I love a letter that William Booth wrote. William Booth was, he started the Salvation Army and they would go throughout Europe and other places in the world, ministering to people in some of the most toughest places. I picked up an old book from his daughter, written by his daughter, when they were in France and stories of going into pubs, preaching the gospel, and then being stoned. And they would go to these tough places and minister the gospel. This was a a letter that somebody wrote to William Booth. They called the locations where they were at stations. They said this, would you kindly move us to another station? We're so tired and disheartened. We have tried everything that we've been taught to do. Have you ever been to that place you've tried everything? Please move us to another location. William Booth writes back, Try tears. Telegram he sent. The shortest telegram he's ever sent probably. Try tears. When everything else fails, try tears. Try surrender. I can tell you times that I've just been in in moments of surrender where I, I don't know what else to do, I don't know what to pray, I don't know what else to say, I don't know any other solutions and I just begin to cry. And it's when and God meets me in those moments. God meets me in those tears. God refreshes my soul. He brings me up and he lifts me up. And he says, come on, mighty warrior. Come on, pick yourself up. And he's the comforter that he is. Try tears. And then it says, Isaac called on the name of the Lord. You got to dig with your voice. You got to dig with your voice. If you're going to be a well digger, you got to dig with your voice. He called on the name of the Lord. We got to be people that when we're going through a valley, that we call upon the name of the Lord that we lift our eyes to the hills no matter how far down in a valley we are, no matter how bad the famine is. We lift the name of Jesus. We give you praise even if I don't feel like giving you praise. I don't feel like I'm joyful right now, but I give you praise, God. He called on the name of the Lord. We've got to be well diggers that call on the name of the Lord, not a relationship, not old tradition, not Netflix trying to tune out what's going wrong, and wrong in your life. I'll preach it to myself. We've got to be intentionally, we've got to call on the name of the Lord. That's why Psalms 22 says you sit as king upon the praises of Israel. When you lift up your voice, I know. I know you tried out for the worship team and they didn't let you on or... Your mom told you that, hey, please don't do the American Idol thing. I know you don't sound good. Me either. But you know, when I feel I'm in a valley, I lift my voice. Oh, because my voice echoes in a valley because he inhabits the praises of his people and I need him who inhabits my praises. Oh, so you better believe I'm going to lift my voice and give him praise. Come on, can we give him praise today? We worship you. We might be in a famine. We might be in a valley, but we lift up our voice. We lift up our voice. And then it said he pitched his tent there, because you gotta dig where you live. You gotta dig where you live. You thought that you could just come to church on Sundays and be refreshed. But by the time Friday rolls around, you've ran out of water. You need to find a place in your house, in your truck, on the way to work. Where you are digging wells, you got to find a place where you say, I live in the refreshing of the water. I live where there's living water. I'm going to dig a well where I live. Your kids need to experience the well that's in your house, not just at kids' church on Sunday. They need to see mom and dad what they do in the middle of a famine. You need to dig where you live. You need to plant in the water. Your job needs a well. Because you love going to church, but it's as soon as you as soon as you go to work, it feels like life's been drained out of you. You need to dig a well there, and your coworkers need to experience the living water that comes out of that place. I'm just now sweating, so it probably means it's time to close. It needs to be a part of your life. It needs to be where you live. Dig a well. I think we have probably all have been through different scenarios in the past season. I think there's some in here maybe who... You've been to church your whole life even, and you keep coming, and you keep coming so faithfully, but maybe in the background you feel like you're in a valley. Maybe in the background you feel there's, there's a drought, there's a famine. I learned, that, I learned that cisterns were dug in the mountains with the rainwater, but wells were always dug in the valley. Wells were always dug in the valley. I don't care how deep and dark your valley is, there's a well there. I don't, care, I don't care how bad it gets. I don't care if nobody else can identify with you, there's a well there. There's a well to dig there. Listen, Megan and I, my wife, we've, we don't know too much, but I, I, I can say that through the seasons we've been in, not comparing them to anyone else's seasons watching online or in this room today, because I know that you've been through it. I know that you've been through some seasons. But in the seasons and the valleys that we've been in, we haven't learned too much, but we learned how to dig a well. We learned how to dig a well. My wife and I, we, we got pregnant with our first child and we started letting everybody know like you do, family knew, starting to buy stuff. And then one night, Megan started having pain. We found out that she was having a miscarriage. This is one of the darkest seasons of our life. As a husband, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. We would just lay in bed. I would try my best to comfort. But, but it wasn't until I, rem- I still remember this chair in our old house, this white chair that I just got on my knees in surrender because as a husband, I was trying to fix it. As a husband, I was trying to figure it all out. I wanted the right thing to say. I dug a well there. And I just said, God, I don't know what to do. I I don't know if I could keep going. I, I, I can't even identify with my wife right now what she's going through and I feel hopeless. I feel broken. And it was when I was on my knees and tears began to flow that God just refreshed me because I decided to dig a well. I decided to dig a well. And then God blessed us with Ezra, our first child, our second child. Blessed us. And it wasn't, it wasn't a month later that we were in the hospital for a month with him. The doctors couldn't explain what was going on. The doctors couldn't tell us for a long time why his platelets were low. His head was hooked up to IVs. We felt desperate. And I don't know what it was about this song, but we dug a well in praise. And in a hospital room, Thomas Hospital, we began to sing our God is a lion, he's the lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and he's fighting our battles. Come on, how many of you have a song that you began to sing in the toughest season of your life? And we began to sing that song and God did miracles. God did things I could never imagine You see, sometimes, JP, you know, when I was, when I was your youth pastor, <laughs> JP was always trying to get me to do Christmas caroling. And I'm like, no, that's weird, man. The youth aren't gonna like the Christmas caroling, and that's boring, those songs are old, you know. Nobody wants to hear those old songs. And I would do anything JP asked me to do. I'm, I'm sorry, JP, gosh, I never went Christmas caroling. I think, the, I think the youth went Christmas caroling and it was a fruitful outreach. You made sure you told me that. But it's funny now because, because I've, I've been in Germany. We've gone through some, some hard seasons. We've, it's not been easy. God's been faithful, especially during the lockdowns. Seasons like that. You know what? I find myself rocking my kids to sleep at night, singing, It is well with my soul. I exalt thee. And I just start singing songs that are from a well. I'm just redigging a well, I'm just tapping into a well that's gone before me. I'm just, come on, do you know those songs? Come on, in, in, any, anybody in here? Anybody in here that you've been through a season and you started singing It Is Well with my soul? I, got, I gave my life to the Lord. I don't even know if I like the song anymore, but when I, when I sing it, when I sing it, it does something in me, God of wonders. Anybody remember that song, God of Wonders? It was playing on my truck as I was drinking a beer and and, and burying my dog. And but when I sing that song, something happens. I'm redigging a well. I'm redigging a well. Somebody today needs to know you need to go back and redig a well that was open before, that was refreshing you before. You need to go redig a well. Can you stand to your feet with me today? Just a moment, I'm gonna pray with you, and then JP is gonna come and come on. I wanna encourage you to redig a well today. Redig a well. I'll be rocking my kids. Come, now is the time to worship. And then now because I'm German, come, yet it's design for am and my kids know I can't sing, but I'll just sing to them. And it puts them to sleep because they get bored. But man, I'm digging a well in my home. I'm digging a well where I live. I'll go in these trails in Germany. I'll start walking down these trails. And all these Germans, they don't know why the heck I'm walking down the trails. And I'm singing, I exalt thee. I worship you, Lord. And I don't care because I can't really speak to them. Anyways, I don't know enough German so they just think I'm the crazy American guy. Can we redig some wells today? Can we redig some wells? Maybe you're in here today. Maybe you're in here today. Maybe you're watching online and you've never made the decision to surrender to Jesus as Lord, I wanna help you dig a well today called salvation. And what you're going to find in that well is refreshing in replace of depression. What you're going to find in that well is joy instead of pain and suffering. You might be going through a famine and we're not exempt from them, but you've got access to living water. If you're in here today and you say, I wanna give my life, I wanna surrender to him, I'm digging a well of surrender. Maybe you're rededicating your life to Jesus today. Can you just shoot a hand in the air? Shoot a hand, that's me, that's me, come on. We're digging a well today. You're digging a well, you're digging a well. Come on, refresh them, Lord. Pray this with me. Can we all pray this together? Jesus, thank you that you died so that I could experience living water. I surrender to you today. I'm digging a well. In Jesus' name, you are the Lord of my life. And for everybody else watching today who say, man, I'm in a famine, I'm in a valley, I need to re a well. I need to go back and sing as the deer panteth forth. I need to go back and redig dig a well that somebody's dug before me. Can you just lift both hands today? Maybe you need to hit your knees for the first time today. Maybe you need to say, I'm surrendering to you. I'm going through it, but I don't know what else to do. I'm going through a trial. I'm going through pain. I'm going through a valley. But Jesus, today, we're digging wells in surrender. We're lifting our voice in praise. We exalt you, Jesus. We lift the name of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords can you lift the name of Jesus today come on come on act like you're digging a well act like you're sweaty and you can't stop I'm digging a well today in Jesus name in Jesus name amen and amen thank you so much JP
1: Isaac and Dawn, if you could come up for just a second. You know, one of the things we love to do here at Summit is we love to sow into seeds. And we want you to know that we give into this ministry uh, as a church. You do as a church. We tithe into their ministry, and and we sow into their ministry. And, and you're, you've been a blessing to this couple. And, and now they've been a blessing to us today. I've been so enjoyed eating from the fruit of your of your... <laughs> your lives. I just feel like we should pray for them, come on, and um, I feel like the Lord wants to minister to them as well, so proud, aren't you, you know sometimes when you see your kids do something, I feel like they're my kids, they're not my kids, but I feel like they're some way my kids, but when you see them do something, you're like, wow. They're really growing up. And they're really, really going to become a human one day. I mean, you know what I'm saying? When you see, when you see the, the development that God has done in this, this couple, it just blesses your heart through those that have known them for a long time. So this morning, we just wanted to stretch our hands out towards them, pray over them, bless them. Thank God we thank you. this incredible couple that you've raised up for this generation we lay our hands upon them and we bless them I feel like the Lord spoke to my heart this morning over you that he is solidifying the ground underneath you. don't know really what that means exactly, but he's solidifying the ground. It's been a little shaky uh, for a while, but he's solidifying the ground. and He's given you your own voice and he's given you your own platform and he's given you um, leverage and he's given you authority. Kind of a new type of solid authority that maybe you haven't been used to up until this point and As you were preaching, I just, Lord, gave me a glimpse of you and Megan and, and her uh, heard the tears coming from your hearts and your eyes, and you were saying, God, why, why are we having to go through this? Why, what's going on? Why are we going through this? And I felt like the Lord just wanted me to tell you, Daniel, Megan, that when you cried, I cried. I was crying with you but I was building something and am building something in you and the pain that you've gone through and the hardships that you've gone through and almost like the straight jacket you've been placed in at times God says I've been there and all along and it was necessary for you in order for me to build the platform that you have coming and um, the tears you've sown have been seeds, seeds he's sown through your heart. And and I just, I just uh, felt like the Lord just say great, great plans. I have great plans. I have great plans, greater plans. I've got greater plans. This is just a platform. This is just the beginning, but I have greater plans. I've got greater plans. And so Father, we speak. Lord, into their lives, into their ministry. And, Lord, God, we thank you that you have great plans. We thank you that you place them in a hard place, Lord, a, a place, Lord, where there needs to be wells there in Germany, a place where the roots of Christianity really come from, the re- roots of reformation have started. And, Lord, you put them back there and to, Lord God, build a well again, dig a well there, Lord, as we're digging here. And Lord, we pray that you'll give them grace. We pray that you'll give them favor. We pray that you'll give them resources. We pray that you'll give them people we pray that you'll give them the voice we pray that you'll give them the call we pray that you'll give them the things that they need put them in their hands God that they will know, that they know, that they know the hand of God is upon our lives and and that God is with us and the spirit of the Lord is upon us we thank you Lord God for the good things that are coming out of this well we thank you Lord God they've dug it, they've dug it deep and it's gone down deep Lord into your heart, into the heart of that nation Lord and we bless them Today, we speak a blessing over their lives. And we send them, Lord God, in time, Lord, back to dig those wells deep. And we thank you for doing that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, give it up for this.